Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and it is Thursday, September 22nd. I'm your host, John June, and this handsome, less handsome than me, but handsome, still handsome looking guy over here. That's my guy, Greg Penniman. Greg, what's good, bro? What's going on, man? Um, I'm ready for Thursday Night Football to start. Uh, and hopefully it can be, it can exceed my expectations of uh, the game I want tonight. And uh, yeah, looking forward to these week three matchups for sure. You got, got to bounce back. I'm sure a lot of people started want to know, got an L. So you want to want to bounce back and get back over 500. Yeah, we, uh, you know, one week one was nice. Week one was really was good nice. for me personally. I, I, I felt like it was nice all, all around for like. Yeah, it was nice. Years. It was not. There was not a lot of drama. Not a lot of injuries that happened outside of like maybe the DAC news and, um, you know, but we didn't lose any like key first round pick type type of players. But yeah, you know, even from a rankings perspective, week week one was really nice to me. Week two, yeah. I was. I was my rankings was, were terrible, so it was week bad. two was crazy. Injuries, <laughs> uh, performances, it was wild. Yeah, it was a tough week for sure. But um, you know, if you are here, then you know what time it is. It's time for us to talk about all those those one p.m. games. Uh, you know, obviously we broke down Thursday night football yesterday. So if you you know you're probably you could be watching us live because we are live four times a week. YouTube, Twitch. Twitter or Periscope, Twitter via Periscope, um, or you can watch, you know, or you could be listening to podcast platform, um, you know, that'd be, that wouldn't be live as because we record this like right now, like two hours before or three hours before Sunday or Thursday night football rather, but maybe you're listening to this during Thursday night football and you could listen to how Greg said that Kate York was going to be the MVP of the mm-hmm. game. And right now he's probably kicking like a 63 yard field goal to win the game. Who knows, you know, like, <laughs> you know, or maybe we get the special teams touchdown that I predicted. I didn't say a team. So if either one of them gets it, then we're good. Um, but yeah, just make sure however you were consuming this content, we genuinely appreciate it. But however you are consuming it, just make sure you comment, like, subscribe, you know, all that, all that fun stuff. Um, but all that stuff is out of the way. Let's talk about some football, Greg. We're here to break down yes, sir. these these 1 p.m. games here. Um and uh, let's start with the Detroit Lions, who are the one and one Detroit Lions. There we go. There we go. At home against the. This isn't right. This isn't right. <laughs> that is that is totally not right because those teams just played. So uh, let me uh, pivot real quick. Stay with me. Guess Baltimore, Pat, uh, New England. Yeah, it should be Baltimore, New England. But we'll we'll, yes, we'll move on to this next one here, so I can you okay. know, get my get myself right over here behind okay. the scenes. We're gonna start with the two and O Buffalo Bills, who are traveling to Miami to take on the two and O Miami Dolphins. This game has a forty nine and a half point total, where the Buffalo Bills are five and a half point road favorites in this one in terms of weather there is some potential rain in this game so be mindful of that in terms of injuries uh for buffalo safeties micah hyde and jordan poyer uh both dmps on wednesday um micah hyde with a neck jordan poyer with a foot uh cornerback dane jackson he was dmp with a neck injury a scary neck injury in the monday night game uh dawson knox uh he was a DMP on Wednesday with a foot, but he's trending in the right direction. Practice today, and then Gabe Davis has practiced. Um, he's questionable with that ankle injury that kept him out on Monday. For the Miami side, uh, cornerback Xavier Howard, he's he was a DMP Wednesday with a groin. He's questionable. Uh, Ced Wilson, wide receiver Cedric Wilson, he's questionable with a rib injury. Uh, tight end Seathan Carter, he is DMP with a concussion, and then Teron Armstead is questionable uh greg your thoughts on this matchup here 
I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Miami to cover, but I'm going to take the Bills to win. Uh, still close to feeling like the Bills. I was, almost picked the Bills to cover as well, but uh, I'm going to think being on the road, um, Miami makes it a somewhat of a game. Uh, Buffalo's been looking like the best, clearly the best team in football the first two weeks of just defense, offensive-wise. They're doing in both sides of the football, special teams. Uh, on the Miami side, I mean, you know, Tua coming off his best game, best game of his career. I mean, he has this really tough matchup against his Buffalo Bills defense. Uh, I wouldn't definitely wouldn't expect what he did last week. I'm tempering my expectations. I think he gives a borderline QB1 performance. Um, as far as the skill positions, I think Jalen Waddle, though, and Tariq are still must starts. Uh, and as far as the running back situation, uh, it's kind of tough. You want to see Chase Evans bounce back a little bit, uh, especially with the UC he's getting. Um, but I think with this Buffalo Bills defense, I think if you can find a better matchup, uh, for him and Morsert, uh, you can probably uh, play them. I'm not trying to get yeah, uh, screwed in this basically in this matchup against the Buffalo Bills rush defense. And on the Buffalo Bills side, Josh Allen must start. Uh, Stephon Diggs, of course, must start as well. Uh, just came off an epic week, too. Um, and uh, Gabe Davis, uh, I think his flex value. Devin Singletary is the running back to, to roster right now and, and to start. Um, I think he was also in that RB3, RB2 uh, flex value. Yeah. Um, now that I got my, myself situated over here, <laughs> uh, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Buffalo to cover twice. Uh, or Sorry, cover twice. I'm going to take Buffalo to cover, <laughs> cover twice. I'm not picking them to win by 11. I'm picking Buffalo to cover five and a half. Uh, and I'm taking Buffalo to win the game as well. Uh, you know, I, I really did think about picking Miami. Uh, I didn't know if it was just because of the, what the game that we just watched and all this other stuff, or, you know, the comeback against, uh, you know, Baltimore, which, you know, I always used to say, like, if there's a team in the league that can score with Kansas City, it's Buffalo. Yes, absolutely. And based on what I saw yesterday or on Sunday, if there's a team that can score with Buffalo – it looks like it's Miami, so uh but Buffalo is just so good, man. They they they've been so good since going even into last year. Uh, it's just hard to not pick Josh Allen to cover uh five and a half, but you know, I could totally be wrong on this one. Uh two has done that plenty. Both these quarterbacks have proven me wrong before. So uh Josh Allen, think he's a QB one, of course. Um Stefan Diggs, he's he's balling right now. You gotta have him in there as your as a wide receiver one. Gabe Davis, he's wide receiver two, obviously, with the scintillating upside that we know he has. On the Miami side, I'm gonna play Tyreek Hill. I'm gonna play two. I'm gonna play Jalen Waddle, but I will not play Tua. Uh I, I don't like at least not in redraft. I'm not going into this Buffalo secondary with Tua. Um, you know, and yeah. expecting the 469 passing yards and six touchdowns. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that to myself. Um, but Raheem, Raheem Mostert, he outtouched, you know, Chase Edmonds, like you said, like, could it be a tricky backfield week to week? You know, I don't have much reason to believe that they made the change that they did without thinking that Raheem Mostert just outplayed Chase Edmonds in week one. Because this is not a situation where one guy is the pass catcher. The other guy is the two down running back. This isn't a situation like Chase Edmonds is a good pass catcher. Like we know that if you're down in two minute, like, and you're running your pass offense, like you're Chase Edmonds is probably the guy you're going to want in there, but they, they were running Raheem Mostert, which leads me to believe that they liked what they saw out of Mostert in week one. So I would play Mostert and I wouldn't, Start Edmonds. Edmonds would be wait and see mode for me, uh, but Mostert, like I think you could you could get away with flexing him, you know, an RB three you know flex option. Um, Dawson Knox, he's been non-existent in the red zone, and that's banged all. Up he's, too. Yeah, he's banged up. But you know, we we talked about this in the preseason. He's not involved outside. He's not involved between the twenties, so he makes his money in the red zone and he's not getting the red zone targets right now. 
and maybe those flip back in his way. But until he starts getting some of those to at least convert to touchdowns, like I, there's no reason to play him. So I, I'm yeah. not going to recommend playing Dawson Knox. I mean, he granted he is attached to Josh Allen. This could flip around, but until it does, like I'm rather play the Logan Thomases. Irv Smith has a better matchup, things of that nature. Yeah, absolutely. All right, moving on to the next game, which is the first game we were supposed to cover, but it doesn't matter because all these games are at 1 o'clock, so it's not like one game happens before the other, but OCD over here. Uh, the 1-1 one one Baltimore Ravens traveling to New England to take on the 1-1 one one New England Patriots. This game has a 42.5-point total, and the New England Patriots are three-point home underdogs. In terms of weather, we're okay there. In terms of injuries, J.K. Dobbins, full participant with a knee. For Baltimore, uh, so he he was worked out before the game on Sunday, uh, was ruled out. So leaning, trending as if he might play, but I feel like every time I've said that about somebody on this show, they don't play. So uh, James J.K. Dobbins included. Uh, James Prochet, he's limited with a, a groin injury. The wide receiver Isaiah likely the tight end limited with a groin injury as well. Uh, quarterback Lamar Jackson popped up on the injury report with a right elbow. He was limited, so definitely something to keep eye on there. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, DMP with a groin. Devin Duvernay, DMP with a concussion. For New England, Jacoby Myers was DMP on Wednesday with a knee injury. Kyle Duggar was also a DMP on Wednesday with a knee injury. And then they have a bunch of other guys questionable. So these are all things to watch for uh, as you know, as we get closer to game time. But in terms of the game, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Baltimore to cover. I'm going to take Baltimore to win. Uh, on the Baltimore side, Lamar has got to be a QB1. Um, Mark Andrews, a tight end one. Rashad Bateman, he's made his money off big plays, which it, that's not really sustainable in my opinion. But he's a nice wide receiver three flex option. Um, so you could put him in your lineup, but I'm just saying, I just say that to say like the production he's been putting up, you look at the box score, you're like, Oh, 70 something receiving yards and a touchdown or 60 something receiving yards and a touchdown. It's like those happen on one play. And then that's really his box. That's the rest of his, his day. So it's like, it's tough to, to really depend on him uh, for anything outside of, of just the big playability. Um, but for new England, Oh, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see see mode on J.K. Dobbins uh, on for New England. I like the the. It's a little crazy to say this. I like the passing game this week. Um, not gonna totally invest in it, but I think Jacoby Myers. He's he's an option if in, in, especially in PPR leagues. Um, he's got a massive target share. So it, you know he Baltimore has been beat by wide receivers, so he's definitely an option. Nelson Aguilar. I think he has also some upside. And then Damian Harris was banged up in the game on Sunday, but didn't show up on the injury report. So it seems like he's the running back to play until we get further notice there. Yeah, I'm going to go with the over. I'm going to take Baltimore to cover and Baltimore to win. Uh, I do think Baltimore just shows that they're the, the better team in this matchup uh, down the stretch uh, on the Baltimore side. Starting Lamar Jackson as a QB one automatically, uh, and then the far as the running game, I'm still not yet really ready to trust anyone yet, even if J.K. Dobbins plays, uh, to see his usage to start. So I'm gonna avoid the rush game for now. Uh, Rashard Bateman, uh, the matchup is good for him, so I think I'll bump him into that low end wide receiver two territory. Um, and so that as him being the uh, number one wide receiver right now for for the Ravens, Mark Andrews automatic tight end one. Uh, on the Patriots side, uh, Demi Harris bounced back pretty well last week. Um, so I think he's in that RB, uh, running back two territory. Um, and I, do, I agree with you with the receivers. If I'm playing one of them, some of them, it's going to be Jacoby Myers, uh, and then Nelson Aguilar, then not playing Devontae Parker right now. But uh, I could trust Jacoby Myers. Sorry, you said Devontae Parker, <laughs> and I had to stop the vomit from exiting my mouth. So. Um, revenge game, yo. Oh no, not revenge game, not yet. No, oh, no, he already had. Did he? He already had it. It didn't matter. He had it and didn't do anything. Yeah. No. We didn't. We it didn't matter. It. <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> uh. Anyway, 
moving on to this next game. The 1-1 one one New Orleans Saints travel to Carolina to take on the 0-2 Carolina Panthers. This game has a 40.5-point total. Carolina Panthers are three-point underdogs at home. Weather's okay in this game. Uh, in terms of injuries, corner for Carolina, Dante Jackson, he's limited with a hamstring. And for New Orleans, Marcus May, the safety, limited with a rib injury. Wide receiver Deontay Hardy limited with a foot. Tight end quarterback slash Mr. Do Everything except for score points in my fantasy lineup when I start him. Taysom Hill uh, limited with a rib injury. <laughs> that, that was just a joke. Uh, and then wide receiver Traquan Smith, he's limited with a shoulder injury. Uh, didn't, you know he, didn't you know he was still on the roster? Actually, that's a lie. I knew. But is he relevant? Not really. Um, but – not everyone gets left out of the injury report. We don't discriminate here. So, um, except for New England, because everyone's on the injury report, and then it doesn't really count. But, nice. Greg, your analysis on the game, what do you got? Taking that under, taking the Saints to cover, Saints to win. Uh, this game is feeling very ugly, smells pretty ugly. So, it's going to be, I think, a, a low scoring game. Um, as far as the Saints side, uh, Kamara's uh, coming back and playing. If he's a uh, He's questionable right now, truly questionable again. I think if he, if he goes, I think you're playing him. I do like the matchup. I uh, still think he'll be uh, in that borderline RB1 territory for this matchup. Uh, and for the receiving game, Michael Thomas has been uh, doing well. Him and Jarvis, Jarvis Landry are both playable, very fantasy relevant. Um, so I have Michael Thomas as a wide receiver too. Uh, Jarvis Landry has a good flex value option. And on Carolina's side, I mean, they both are just going to dominate the targets. Jawan Johnson as well. Uh, some uh, again, keep bringing his name up, um, liking his target share uh, at the tight end position. So he's not going to kill you if you are desperate for a tight end. And on Carolina side, CMC and uh, Robbie Anderson right now. I mean, you know, DJ Moore did get that touchdown last week, but you know, last two games only got getting three receptions. Uh, definitely playing into my uh, wide receiver bust of the year uh, argument here. But yeah, I'm going to play Robbie Anderson. I got some flex value right now. Yeah, I I don't know, man. There's something weird about this game. I'm getting some vibes. Uh, I'm going to go with some scores. Some scoring? Okay. Slight over. <laughs> a slight over. Not too crazy. Um, but I'm also going to go with Carolina to cover and win. Okay. Carolina gets their first win. <laughs> it's against a divisional opponent. It's at home. Yeah, this one, I, I don't know. I got my heart, my head's telling me to pick New Orleans. My heart is telling me something's, I got to I mean, Yeah, you know, on. New Orleans quarterbacks are in. I mean, Taysom Hill could do something special, get them he over. Could. Definitely. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but in this game, I need, I, if it's, if Carolina's going to win, it's got to be on the back of a CMC week. Um, you know, popped up on the injury report today, but I don't think it's anything serious. But you get nervous anytime CMC ends up on the injury report. Um, again, I'm not in love with this pass game, but if I had to, I would, I'm with you. I would, I was, I would lean Robbie slightly over, over DJ Moore. I mean, the targets did even the target share did even up a little bit last week. Um, but they're both really wide receiver threes at best, mm -hmm. um, for new Orleans going to treat Michael Thomas as a high end wide receiver too. Um, and I didn't hear, did you, did you talk about Chris Olave? I did not. I think he's close, man, to the, to a breakout. Had a had a big game last week. I think it was five receptions, seventy or eighty yards. Um, he actually is the league leader through two weeks in air yards, uh, three hundred and seventy-two of them to be exact. And based on that, uh, should has zero touchdown receptions. Based on his air yard air yardage total, should have somewhere closer to two. So. Um, I'm expecting, um, you know, a little, little bit of a mini breakout here for Chris Olave. Okay. Um, you know, Jarvis Landry, he's he's obviously still been involved, uh, but I, like I said, like I said, I think in week one, I think Chris Olave has probably the longer up, you know, the, the higher upside being, you know, the first round draft pick and things like that nature, and just his skill set and how it matches up with Jameis. Um, but Alvin Kamara, not on the injury report, so hoping he can go. 
If uh, if not, then you know Mark uh, Mark Ingram should be a decent play. Yeah, I mean, definitely hoping. I mean, yeah, I mean, this game is not really like I'm not hyped about it, so let me just stop. Yeah, Greg doesn't have a lot of Carolina pieces. Like <laughs> no, no. Carolina or New Orleans, you don't have no, a lot of stock. Yeah, there's some Jameis. I do like me some Jameis. You know, I'm a big. Yeah, no, nah, Jameis. Yeah, I got, I got, I got quite, empty, a, quite a bit of empty, empty stock. Uh-huh. Quite a bit of empty stock. Uh-huh. Uh, like it. I got like my one share of CMC outside of Best Ball, so you know, I'm a little interested in this game. Um, let's move on into this next matchup. I know you're interested in this one, Greg. Oh yeah, I don't even have any patty in them. I'm just, <laughs> every week I'm I'm locked in patty. <laughs> so at Sunday one o'clock, we got the two and zero Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Indianapolis to take on the winless oh one and one Indianapolis Colts. This game has a forty nine and a half point total. <laughs> Sorry, I just started laughing. The Chiefs are six and a half point favorites. The reason I was laughing was because I thought about how funny it is that the Colts are winless through two weeks yeah. and they've played the Texans and the Jacks. Brutal. That AFC South. You know, I thought <laughs> it was going to so be like... Weird. It's so weird. Um, but in terms of this game here, this game is in a dome, so that's beautiful. Uh, Shaq Leonard, full participant of practice with a back injury. Will he play? I have no idea. I said last week that he would and the week before that that he would because <laughs> he was practicing, but I guess he's not. I don't know. We'll see. We'll just see when the inactives come out at 11 o'clock. Uh, Alec Pierce, concussion. He's a full participant. Uh, defensive end, Yannick Ngakwe. He, for the Colts, uh, He, him and DeForest Buckner, they're both questionable. Um, Michael Pittman Jr., Limited with a quad that kept him out last week. So seems like he is trending in a better direction. Uh, and then for the Kate for you know Kansas City, Miko Harmon, he was limited with a with a hip in, or heel injury. And then Harrison Bucker was a DMP with that ankle, still highly questionable uh for this game. Um for me, I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take Kansas City to cover. I'm gonna take Kansas City to win. Indianapolis, just I mean, granted, it's been two weeks. The Texans, I know the Jags are a better team than they were last year. The Texans, I'm still trying to figure them out. So the Colts, I'm just, right now in my book, you guys are a bad football team until you prove that you are not a bad football team. So um, bad football teams get, they don't cover six and a half points spreads. So I'm going to take Kansas City to cover six and a half. Uh, for Indy, uh, JT needs to. They need to remind KC that they should have taken him instead of Ceh. Like, so he needs to have one of those games. If if Indy does want to win this game, if they do intend to win this game, it's got to be on the back of Jonathan Taylor. So, uh, yeah, that load him up. He's in your lineups, no questions asked. Michael Pittman Jr. If he plays, he should pick up right where he left off. Ashton Doolin. Super interesting to me. Uh, I've been paying attention to him in, in you know deep dynasty leagues for a while, but this was a nice performance by him. One that I didn't even you know know that was he would he would do in his first his first start, but you know expect him to expand on that for sure. Um, and then Naheem Hines, he he should be more involved this week as well, especially uh, if they're banged up at receiver like they were last week. And then for KC, Mahomes is a top five play. Kelsey, tight end one option. Uh, Juju is the wide receiver that I I want to play. Uh, probably is a wide receiver three flex option. Ceh, I'm like if I could like, and you know me, Greg. I've been I've been saying hey, Ceh, Ceh, but like it's literally because it was about like the volume that he's getting, and really it was about the Chiefs being a favorable game script all the time. But like right now, if you were ever gonna sell Ceh, right now is the time. Yeah, sell CH. Like you talked about it last week with the waivers too. Like Jarek McKinnon still involved. Like I'm still gonna play CH. Like if I have both of them, I'm playing CH, right? Like there's no questions, no questions asked. Like I have to play Clyde, but I would try to like if I could try to find a way to flip Clyde into like DeAndre Swift. Like I would do that in a heartbeat. So, um, 
I think that is really it. Oh, Jared McKinnon. Yeah, he's he's a stash or a desperation flex, but that's really it. Yeah, there's there's no way that DeAndre Swift manager will give you DeAndre Swift for CEH for sure. Probably not. But <laughs> if they are hurting, if they are right? hurting, hurting, hurting. Right. I I got I I know some I know a deal you might be able to get done. I will ask you if you would do it. Would you give up? Would you turn Ceh into Derrick Henry? Yeah, I guess it's good by low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if I could turn Ceh yeah. into like Derrick Henry or Dalvin Cook. Yeah, maybe maybe like Dalvin Cook. I think the Titans are gonna be bad this year too. See about bad teams. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're not buying Derrick Henry? Is what you're saying? If he's not gonna be in competitive games, like all these great years by him have been in competitive game so I think if he's gonna be a bad team then I don't know might be more RB2 territory <laughs> all right Greg the game the game what say you under um taking the under taking the Chiefs to cover Chiefs to win uh on the Kansas City Chiefs side you already know Pat Mahomes Patty seven touchdowns through the first two games I mean that's my man's on pace for 60 touchdowns like I mean, obviously not gonna get that, but that's that's what he's on. That's what he's doing right now. Uh, I agree with you with the Clyde uh, assessment with Jared McKinnon. Um, I'm seeing Clyde as an RB two option. Uh, Jared McKinnon as a yeah desperation flex. If you're really hurting for for depth right now at the RB position, uh, Travis Kelsey tied in one option. I'm not a fan of really any receivers because you don't know whoever who is going to be right now. Uh, I think you can find other matchups in play like Jahan, uh, Jahan Dotson or something like that. Uh, to start of any of these receivers or something like that. On the indie side, JT, um, of course, looking at him, uh, he's still got 40 carries through the first two weeks. The volume's still going to be there. Uh, and Michael Pittman, if he's back, starting as a wide receiver one. And Ashton Doolin, yeah, definitely a bump, especially if Michael Pittman's not going again. But even without him, uh, he's definitely the the wide receiver two in this, uh, in this uh, offense. So uh, he's got some flex value. Yeah, the wide, that's a good point on wide receivers. It, it's tough to pick one. I mean, I said yeah. preseason, Miko is the one I want. And I don't know. He's been the most consistent through two weeks, but I don't know. We'll see. I don't Like you said, I don't know if it's really worth it. But it's like, yeah. how do you not take a wide receiver? Like, there's wide receivers out there on the Chiefs, cat, running routes, catching passes, getting targets, and we don't want them. It's crazy. It's just too balanced. It's crazy. <laughs> um. All right, moving on to this next game. This one should be an exciting one. Ooh, yes, sir. The one and one Detroit Lions traveled to Minnesota to take on the one and one Minnesota Vikings. This game has a 53 and a half point total where the Minnesota Vikings are seven point home favorites. A lot of points for a team that just got smacked up on Monday Night Football. Um, this game is in a dome, so no weather concerns in terms of uh, injuries. DeAndre Swift for the Lions, he uh, was a DMP Wednesday with an ankle, but head coach Dan Campbell said he's doing much better than he was at this time last week, so that's got to be great news because that man still went off and barely Max. played. So. <laughs> I'm like, word, he feels better? Oh, 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 man, that's scary. That's spooky season right there. Oh, yeah. Um, And then uh, for the uh, continuing, staying with Detroit, TJ Hawkinson limited with a hip. Aiden Hutchinson, DMP with a thigh injury. Uh, Defensive end John Kaminsky, he was a DMP with a wrist. Uh, For Minnesota, safety Harrison Smith was DMP with a concussion. And then cornerback Andrew Booth Jr. is questionable. Uh, Greg, what do you got in this matchup? I'm I'm here for all the points. Uh, I'm gonna take the over. The reason why you know Minnesota's you know getting blessed right now is because they're still playing Detroit. Like you know they they still uh, don't have a very good defense at the end of the day. I'm taking Detroit to cover though, and I'm taking Detroit to win. Uh, yeah, I mean on the on the Detroit side, I mentioned Jared Goff. He's my quarterback stream of the week. I think he's in a great favorable position right here. He's got six touchdown passes through his first through two games. Um, DeAndre Swift, we just talked about that spooky season. If he's feeling better, 
off the year. He's already having uh, close. He got 200 uh, rushing yards already. Um, again, starting off definitely with his best pure rushing numbers uh, effort right now. Uh, so that's scary. Amara St. Brown, wide receiver one season continues. Uh, lock that man in for those eight receptions. Like hopefully again, uh, I believe he, that he's going to continue his tear uh, in a favorable matchup. Uh, and TJ Hawkinson, low end tight in one value. Uh, you got it. Hopefully this is maybe a breakout game for him. And then on Minnesota side, Kirk Cousins, I love his matchup as well uh, against um, against Detroit. Uh, so start him up. I think he's one night on primetime and he's going to deliver a QB1 performance. Dalvin Cook uh, bounces back. I think it's a bounce back for the entire Minnesota offense. Justin Jefferson as well. And Irv Smith Jr., uh, tight end that I think is a very streamable play right now. I, I'm able to try to pick him up in leagues and, and start him uh, for sure, him as well. Yeah, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take Detroit to cover. Take a Minnesota to win, though. It's not in prime time, so I'm not afraid of Kirk. True, true, true. Um, but Detroit would not be – I would like – there's never a week that goes in where we go into a week and I'm like, I would be surprised if Detroit wins this game. Like they'd have to play yeah. like Mahomes. Like they're in they every would, game. Like, they're in every single game. Dan Campbell coaches that team hard. <laughs> coaches them well. He's about so, to cry after every game, it feels like this man is so the all the emotions that they put him through and throughout a game. I mean, just based off hard knocks alone, like I should have been backing this team more. Um, but I have not backed. I mean, do you think we look at the state of the Packers? We look at the state, you know, the Minnesota, obviously they're in flux. The Bears are terrible. Oh, yeah. Do you think Detroit <laughs> could win the North? <laughs> Yo, that would be crazy when I was thinking about it. After week one, I'm like, oh, Minnesota definitely is going to win this division. But after what happened... I mean, it's prime time though. Like Philly's on a roll though, too. Like I, I think we yeah. like I think the yeah. last Philly two weeks. Yeah, Philly's for real. Yeah, and it's not prime time. You know these games that Minnesota will have. So I still think Minnesota is gonna edge out this division. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I think. But I think the, Detroit's not finishing last. I think the Bears are gonna finish last. Yeah, the the Bears are definitely gonna finish last. Yeah. They might be the worst team in the league. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. yeah, yeah, they might be. <laughs> hey, them or Atlanta. At least Atlanta fights too. Yeah, they fight. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, prognostication on the game. I'm gonna take the over. Taking Detroit. Taking Minnesota to cover. Or sorry, taking Detroit to cover Minnesota to win on the Detroit side, like we said last week, Amon Ross St. Brown, he's matchup proof at this point. We sure. play him. DeAndre Swift, top five play. Uh, Jamal Williams is gonna keep stealing those red zone opportunities. So he's a flex play. Hawkins, meh. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that's how I feel. It's like, I mean, I I mean, Greg, you tell me, because I know you have TJ Hawkinson. How do you feel when you put when you set your lineup and you be like, all right, tight end, TJ Hawkinson? What are the feelings that that you know that that makes you? How does that make you feel? Yeah, I mean, it's not. I don't feel like he's like a, a lock. I don't feel like I have an advantage at that position right now, currently. Yeah, it's kind of how I feel. And I don't really roster him, but it was just you know when we were talking. I just remember you know obviously we were, t- we were talking week one. I was like, yeah. Week two, I was like, all right, let's play him. And then he didn't do anything. So now I'm like, I don't want to play him anymore. So, yeah. um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you got to play him. Same thing with. Uh, I mean, I have faith in Kyle Pitts, but TJ, you got to play Kyle. You got to play TJ yeah. Hawkinson. Like you, you got to play him. Um, for Minnesota, definitely. Oh yeah, no, Jared, Jared Goff, your stream of the week. I think he's in a smash spot. I think this is a great spot for him, Minnesota. Definitely expect Justin Jefferson to bounce back. Kirk Cousins, you know, I think he bounces back as well. I think we see Dalvin Cook get a little squeaky, squeaky wheel game here. Um, we had 20 carries, 25 opportunities in week one, saw just 12 in week two, which included six rush attempts, which is way too low for a running a running back of Dalvin Cook's caliber. I don't care what the score was. Um, so I think Dalvin Cook gets gets the ball a little bit more. And I'm not playing Adam Thielen, not in redraft. 
not gonna do it. I was yeah, I remember. You didn't mention him, and I... yeah, it's it's tough to to want to play him. Uh, may have uh, and then Irv Smith. I think I think he has a he has a good matchup here. Um, think we may have lost Greg. It's definitely possible. Um, but we'll move on to the next game here. The 2-0 Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Washington to take on the 1-1 Washington Commanders. This game has a 50.5 point total where the Philadelphia Eagles are four-point road favorites. In terms of weather, we're okay, and there's no weather concerns in this game. In terms of injuries, linebacker Hassan Reddick, he's limited with a knee injury. Cornerback Avante Maddox, he's questionable with a back injury, limited participant in practice. Wide receiver Quez Watkins, DMP with an illness. And then on the Washington side, defensive tackle Daniel Wise, he was a DMP on Wednesday. And then there's a bunch of other guys that are questionable. Uh, in terms of the, the game here, I'm going to take the over, going to take the Philadelphia Eagles to cover. And I'm also going to take the Philadelphia Eagles to win. I mean, just what we saw on Monday night, I mean, week one, it was that, you know, they were playing um, week one, they were playing Detroit. So obviously when that game kind of shoots out, you know, you're, you're like, oh, well, I kind of expected it to shoot out the way that it did. Um, and then when Greg's back. Yes, sir. Back like, cool. back like you never left, bro. We was just, we were sitting in here. I was holding it down, just going through the, going, didn't even give my picks. Or I did give my picks. I think I gave, yeah, I gave the over, Philly to cover, Philly to win. I was just talking about Monday night and uh, Jalen Hurts's, you know, well, his performance. I was getting into it, how they played Detroit week one. And when that game ends the way that it does, you know, we walk away not giving too much respect to Detroit, but maybe disrespecting Philadelphia a little bit, talking about, like, you know, how do you let a team like Detroit come back like that? You know, I'd picked against them to, you know, in the Monday night game against Minnesota, but Jalen Hurts. I want to make sure what I'm going to say is not controversial or a hot take. But Jalen Hurts on Monday looked as good as any quarterback in the league has looked going back through like last year. Like, granted, it's one game. But in that one game, he looked as unstoppable as the Josh Allens, as the Patrick Mahomeses, and the Lamar Jacksons. Like there was nothing that you that, there was nothing you could do to stop Jalen Hurts that day. I mean, he was rolling every like I don't even I forget what the pass what the pass completion percentages were, but it's like a, he didn't have a ball hit the ground for like his first like seven or nine passes, something like that. Um, and then obviously two rushing touchdowns, you know, the guys, he's a man. So uh, Jalen Hurts on the, on the Philly side, Jalen Hurts is QB one for me this week. AJ Brown, wide receiver one, Devontae Smith had a bounce back game. Wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside, probably just straight up wide receiver two, honestly, in this matchup, in this game with this total, um, you know, and then Dallas Goddard, Love him this week. I think he's in a in a, in a really really good spot. Um, you know, start of the week type potential right here for Dallas Goddard on the Washington side. Carson Wentz revenge game. Borderline QB one for me this week. Uh, Curtis Samuel. Can't believe I'm about to say the words I'm about to say. Uh, Curtis Samuel probably the guy that I want to play in this offense, not giving up on Terry by any means, but if I had them both on my team, like there was no way that I could not put Curtis Samuel in my lineup ahead of Terry, just based on what's happened through two weeks and the utilization and the targets and the red zone work that Curtis Samuel gets um, less intrigued by Jahan Dotson this week. I just like a lot of the volume, a lot of the work he's been getting has been touchdown dependent. 
Um, not a lot of it, but he scored what three touchdowns in two weeks. That's not sustainable. He can't keep doing that. Um, so you could play him, but I'm not expecting the upside that we've seen the last two weeks. And then Logan Thomas, I think, definitely a, a, a you know a solid play at tight end. Yeah, I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take Washington to cover, and I'm take Philly to win. I do think Philly continues to to roll here. They're they're gonna show that they are one of the better teams in the NFL. But I can't see Carson Wentz in a revenge game not covering at home. Uh, so it's because he's gonna keep it close on the Philadelphia side. Yeah, I, I'm with you on Jalen Hurts. I mean, I, I love Jalen Hurts even when Carson Wentz was a starter of Philly. I felt like he should have you know got in his chance a little earlier, and yeah, he's proving it right now. Uh, doing what he's got to do. QB1 performance here, uh, as usual. Um, Miles Sanders having one of his best starts of uh, his uh, career. Uh, so I think he's in that high in RB2 territory right now. Um, A.J. Brown continued to put him out there as a, a wide receiver one. And Dallas Goddard as well in a great matchup. Uh, definitely tied him one level. On Washington's side, uh, agree with you again. Continuing, uh, Carson Wentz is still, I think, in uh, QB1 territory. He's got seven touchdowns. Through the first two weeks, um, he's definitely uh, out here getting his attempts up, uh, 87 attempts in the first two weeks as well. So you like that number for a QB1. Uh, Antonio Gibson, RB2 territory, uh, mid-tier, you know, solid territory, has been uh, up more uh, with his passing game usage. And, yeah, I'm playing Curtis Samuel without a doubt. Um, definitely uh, strong wide receiver two and Terry McCollum wide receiver two territory as well. Han Dotson, I mentioned his name before. I mean, I'll take him over those Chiefs receivers uh, in this matchup, high total, and just, you know, I think just he's proven through the first two weeks that he can get some touchdown uh, upside. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely looking for him in the red zone. Carson Wentz is when they get out, when they get down there. He scored three times down there in two weeks, so um, he's definitely involved there. Um, moving on to this next game. The 0-2 Las Vegas Raiders traveling to Tennessee to take on the 0-2 Tennessee Titans. This game has a 41.5 point total where the Las Vegas Raiders are 2.5 point road favorites in this one. In terms of weather, we're okay. In terms of injuries, Hunter Renfro, he's questionable with a concussion. Um, Running back Brandon Bolden, questionable. Linebacker Denzel Perriman, safety Trayvon Morig, center Andre James are all also questionable. For Tennessee, Kyle Phillips. Um, he's questionable with a shoulder wide receiver, Traylon Burks. He's limited with an ankle running back, Dontrell Hilliard limited with a hamstring and then, uh, cornerback Chris Jackson, along with running back Trenton Cannon were both added to the injured reserve list. Greg, what do you got in this matchup? I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Vegas to cover and the Vegas Raiders to win. Um, yeah, I think Tennessee is just not going to be a good team this year uh they just don't have a, someone to really um you know stretch the field offensively uh outside on the perimeter um and Jalen Burks is going to take some time he had a better game last week but I think uh you just need a difference maker right now and yeah that people are just going to load the box and be ready for Henry so on the Vegas side I like Derek Carr uh being uh thinks Cass QB, QB one upside in this uh this one Josh Jacobs I uh, again like his uh Matchup, I think he's a strong RB2. Uh, Devontae Adamson is in the smash spot here. Uh, should finish in the top three for sure this week. Um, and Darren Waller as well, uh, top tight end option. On the other side, the only one I'm looking at is Derrick Henry as the RB2. And Jalen Burks, I think, can give you some uh, flex value in, a, in some deeper leagues. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm taking the under. I think Tennessee covers. I think Tennessee wins. Um, you know, Derek Carr, borderline quarterback one. Devontae Adams, a wide receiver one. Josh Jacobs is a volume-based RB2. I mean, the volume is good. He's getting good work. Had 19 carries last week. Didn't come through as my start of the week. Um, but he's, he's just not doing much with it. So based on that, he's a volume-based RB2. Uh, Darren Waller, he's a tight end one. Uh, Mac Hollins should see more targets if Hunter Renfro is out. Had six targets in the first half of last week's game. 
uh, for t- uh, Tennessee. Uh, yeah, it's really just all about Derrick Henry for me. Um, although, like you said, you brought up Traylon Burks. I think he's someone that at the wide, re- wide receiver position, if you missed out on a spark on if you or if you need some spark or you missed out on Garrett Wilson, you know, running waivers, um, he's close to popping soon. I mean, the thing that led me to Drake London was that the Atlanta wide receiver depth chart is terrible. Um, and they use a first round draft pick, you know, high draft pick, the ninth overall, eighth overall pick to draft Drake London. Um, Tennessee, they got rid of AJ Brown. They draft Traylon Burks with the 16th pick in the draft. Um, that wide receiver depth chart consists of Robert Woods coming off an ACL, Nick Westbrook Akine. Uh, they called Josh Gordon up from the practice squad the other day, uh, Cody Hollister, Kyle Phillips, who's like a fifth round pick. Um, so yeah. Traylon Burks is definitely somebody I'm interested yeah. in. Somebody that should be on rosters, should be stashed on your bench. Like I said, he's he's close to popping soon. Um, I think he had 50 yards in week one, 47 in week two. So he's hovering around that 50 mark. If he gets more playing time, more opportunities, more targets, and this is a guy that can do it not just as a pass catcher, but in the run game as well. They can get him involved in some jet sweeps. He's got the freakish athleticism of an AJ Brown. That's not hyperbole. That I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, gassing it at all. Anyway, like this guy has that kind of ability. It's just about, you know, putting it together and and being the, the phenomenal wide receiver that AJ Brown has become. So, uh, anything else you want to add on this matchup, Greg? Before we move on to this next one, that's less exciting. Uh, no, yeah. I'm hopefully, we see a, a vintage Derek Henry running this though for sure. I think we do. The next matchup here, the 0-1-1 Houston Texans traveling to Chicago to take on the 1-1 Chicago Bears. This game has a 40.5 point total. There is potential rain in this game. Oh, my gosh. Um, In terms of injuries for Chicago, tight end Ryan Griffin, he's DMP with an Achilles. Linebacker Roquan Smith was DMP with a hip. Wide receiver Velas Jones, DMP with a hamstring. For Houston, Kamu Grugier Hill, the linebacker limited with a neck injury. Tight end Brevin Jordan was a DMP with an ankle. They have a few other guys questionable. In this game here, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Houston to cover, and I'm going to take Houston to win. Um, In terms of the game, it's really simple. David Montgomery for Chicago. Uh huh. Then that's it. And then on the Houston <laughs> side, it'll be Brandon Cooks. And uh-huh. Damian, Damian Pierce was like really, he was, had 100% of the team's rush attempts last week in a game against Denver, uh, which was uh, obviously a large shift from the week before when Rex Burkhead was the, le- was the leading toucher at the, at the running back position. Uh, so if Damian Pierce in a game where I think the Texans win, he can play. You know, we obviously saw that run defense get a little tore up the other day. I mean, he's no Aaron Jones. I know that. But, um, you know, Chicago can be run on. So I think Damian Pierce is definitely in play as a RB three with RB2 type upside if you can get in the end zone here. And then, um, oh, and the defenses. I, I would play the. I'd, I'd play the defenses, and then that's it. For sure, Chicago shoot me the week. Uh, shoot me the week, Houston. So there you go. Would you play Damian Pierce or Zeke? <laughs> Man, that's tough. Uh, uh. I have to say Zeke. I, I, I feel like I, ha- I I just feel like I have to. Where's see where you, where you are still with Damian Pierce? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I have to play Zeke. I will, <laughs> we talk about the Dallas game tomorrow, so maybe I'll come up with some some different insight. But right now, I have to say Zeke. Um, yeah, I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take Houston the cover as well. I'm gonna take Houston to win. Uh, I'm with you in analysis. 
<laughs> it's pretty uh pretty easy. Little boxes oh, which is saying hopefully this is gonna be Pierce's <laughs> coming out party. I'm with you, hopefully. Hopefully. Chicago's defense that yeah, they get they get torched. Uh and they would have got torched in week one as well if it wasn't my monsoon. Uh but yeah, Dave Montgomery for Chicago, RB two and for Houston. Brandon Cooks, bounce back week. Uh, nice matchup here. The only other person I would consider is Darnell Mooney, only because of the target should be back in this one. Uh, easier matchup. Um, well, Darnell Mooney's got to prove it to me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can play him in DFS, but just in redraft, like, he got to prove it to me. Yeah, My man had negative sure. receiving yards. <laughs> <laughs> Negative receiving yards. So, so bad. Little boxes is also saying you should consider Fair Baron the kicker for the Texans. Lots of field goals, minimal touchdowns. So smart way of thinking there. Little boxes. Oh, we got a K York uh, situation here. But <laughs> get some kickers involved, man. Hey, man, they're important for fantasy. Hey, too. I mean, this game is in Chicago. There is potential rain, so I don't know. Maybe the kicking game is not the best, but. Uh, Me Greg, personally, just take kickers out of fantasy, you know. <laughs> nah, man, they're people too. <laughs> Greg, anything else you want to add on this on this game, or have we spent too much time talking about it already? Yeah, no, we're we're, we're over. We're, we're over, over the time. Way over. So. Way over. Right. Okay. Speaking of overs, we have the zero and two Cincinnati Bengals traveling to MetLife to take on the one and one. Haven't said that mm-hmm. in a very long time. New York Jets. This game has a 45 and a half point total where the Cincinnati Bengals are four and a half point road favorites. In terms of the weather, this game is okay. In terms of injuries, tight end for Cincinnati, Hayden Hurst, he's limited with a groin. Tight end Drew Sample, limited with a, well, he's out with a knee injury actually. Um, Offensive tackle, Lyle Collins, he's questionable. Linebacker, Jermaine Pratt, he is also questionable. Uh, For the the Jets, safety, Jordan Whitehead, limited with a calf. George Fant, the the left tackle, he's questionable. John Franklin Myers, defensive lineman, questionable with a quad and a toe. And then CJ Uzama, the tight end, revenge game narrative, limited with a hamstring. Greg, what do you got in this matchup here? I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Jets to cover. But I'm going to take the Bengals to win. Um, yeah, Cincinnati, hopefully this is their they get right game. But uh, they still have some some struggles. So I think the Jets can uh, cover in this game. Uh, Joe Barrow, uh, he, I'm hoping that this is a, a QB one week for him. Uh, he's still getting uh, the, the passing yards up there. Uh, but, you know, still got the four interceptions um but yeah i'm, I'm gonna go with him as a qb1 the pass attempts are still really high joe mixon is rb1 jamar chase is starting him as well must start and t higgins as well uh good to see him back off that concussion uh, playing well and as far as hayden hurst another maybe desperate tight end option uh especially in a high passing volume right now uh he's still involved a little bit on the jet side michael carter and and Brees Hall, i think they're both playable i think michael carter uh, is in that strong RB2 territory. Brees Hall is in an RB3 with some RB2 upside. Uh, Corey Davis, I like his matchup this week as well. I've uh, been um, a guy, you know, we talked about on the, the waiver wire. Uh, I think has some wide receiver three value, um, flex conversation. And Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, those two receivers with the, the passing volume. If they're going to be in a competitive game, I think, you know, it won't be as crazy it was last week but i think both of them are involved um uh, well i want to see if they you know can be able to all both eat in the game together um that's probably what I'm, I'm intrigued about uh do i do like elijah more and and match up in this week yeah i'm gonna take the over of taking the jets to cover and while i am taking cincinnati to win the game I disagree with your assessment where you hope that this team turns it around. I don't hope that they turn it around. I hope they go 0-3 this week, especially this week, go 0-3. Uh, 
mainly because I would like the Jets to go two and one. But right. anyway, uh, in terms of the game here for Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, a quarterback one. Uh, there's actually a really good matchup for him. The, the problem is, the, you know, he's been dealing with pass rush. So the line is, is, is it's not bad. Good. Yeah. You know, so if he can get the ball down the field, Joe Burrow could be a QB one in this game. Joe Mixon, I think he's an RB one. I mean, the Jets, Nick Chubb is still running for touchdowns right now. Um, <laughs> so Joe Mixon, you know, definitely an RB one play. Jamar Chase, wide receiver one. T. Higgins, wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside. Hayden Hurst, if he can go, tight end one option. And then for the Jets at running back, I think Michael Carter, both Michael Carter and Brees Hall are, are involved. Um, but they're both like low-end RB2, maybe even RB3 flex options. Uh, they're just – they cannibalize each other in, in, in their work. I mean, week one, it was all Michael Carter – um, but then week two, Michael Carter doesn't get like, you know, nine receptions and then uh, doesn't get 100 yards from scrimmage. So um, it was a, it was a down week for him. And then Brees Hall scores a touchdown. So, he you know, he ends up having a better week. So it's it could be like that for a little bit. But I think Brees Hall is so like if I'm playing DFS, I'm, I'm probably willing to play Brees Hall, even though, um, you know, he is slightly more expensive than it's Michael Carter. Big. Big Javante, Melvin Gordon energy right here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the bootleg version uh, of the Javante, Melvin Gordon. Um, but anyway, yeah, Brees Hall is definitely close to breaking some big runs. Uh, for Garrett, you know, on the wide receivers, you know, on the Jets side, Garrett Wilson. Hopefully you listened last week when we were breaking down a Jets game and I said to stash him. I said it. Stash him. Got to be on your bench. Because then you don't have to spend fab. It's beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. But you, you you totally play him this week. He leads the Jets in targets with 22. He's also ninth amongst wide receivers in targets through two weeks. I mean, again, this is a rookie. So you start him. Uh, I think he's, you know, wide receiver two flex, flex option just based on the volume and a game with a high total. You know, Corey Davis has some intrigue as well, leads this team in ADOT. Uh, so, you know, he's going to be a, a you know, a target available to Joe Flacco down the field. And then Elijah Moore, like you said, the matchup is good. Um, the, the production hasn't been there, but the routes have been there. The snaps have been there. Uh, he's just not getting the target volume. Like if you give Elijah Moore Garrett Wilson's target volume, like we would be okay with this, but mm-hmm. he's not getting that. I think it does flip, uh, but it's hard for me to put him in my lineup right now. Um based on what he's done the, the last two weeks. But I would not be surprised if, like you said, based on he does have a good matchup this week, if he does have have a good game. And then, um, you know, again, it's not like even – it's not like Joe Flacco doesn't like throwing him to Elijah Moore. Tyler Conklin, too. Yeah, Tyler back. Conklin has – yeah. look, it's, this is the most that I could – like, I, I think I've this is the most Crazy. I've said about the Jets in, like – in, in one segment than we have in like a year, so yeah, <laughs> this is absurd. This is crazy because we keep passing like this. And yeah. we highlighted every offensive skill group, and there's multiple players at each offensive skill group, save for tight end that you would want to play. So, like, it's yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's not like Elijah Moore wasn't catching passes from Joe Flacco last year when he was the Mike White era. We did have some uh, a, a lot of talking points for them. No, but it was like still concentrated. It was concentrated. It was like yeah, Michael true, Carter, true. Elijah Moore. Like right now, true, true. Yeah. you literally said you could play three receivers on the Jets yeah. in the same game with two running backs. That's crazy. In the show. Yeah. <laughs> That's the show. That's it. Send it. <laughs> That's Hit <crazy>. the <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, I got, I got nothing else to add to this one, Greg. I don't know if you have anything to add. Oh, no, yeah. Do? I think it's pretty good. All right, y'all. So y'all know what it is. This is the end of us breaking down these 1 p.m. games. So make sure you tap on Saturday. Because that's when we're going to break down the rest of the games. Starts of the week. All that good stuff. Play some get money. Have a good one. We're out of here. Peace. Yeah.